We bless you for your grace, your love, your mercy. And the opportunity to learn and to be taught by you through the ministry of the Word of God. Thank you, Lord, for every individual here. Increase your grace upon their lives. Make them strong and steadfast. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Armor them with your grace and your love. Lavish your love upon them and let men know that you love them and cause them to wear the signet of your presence. Oh, I pray for them that you increase their stature. You bring them into the place of promise. I pray for their destinies, that if there be any crooked thing, let it be straightened out. If there be any deformed thing, let it be healed. If there be any obstacle, if there be any hindrance in their parts, Father, reveal it to them. You are the God who answers. So in the name of Jesus, we thank you. And we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good evening. I trust that you are well and that you are having a good week, a great week, a blessed week. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 25, Lord says, it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. He says, it is enough. I have often contemplated on the scripture and its implication. How does 
a disciple become as his master or a servant as his lord and you know when you think and when you meditate many times the light comes because the answer is there right the answer is right there a disciple must have a master if you're going to become something someone if you want to learn he says the presence of a master the presence of a master is important you know many times when we think about the word master our minds connects that to slavery that a disciple must have a master the greek word um uh, for master is uh didaskelos didaskelos refers to a master or a doctor a professor one who has mastered and embodied a a collection a body of work so when the bible is speaking about a master is is talking about a doctor in a field that is the highest degree of mastery there is when you become a doctor or or a professor it means that you have mastered the body of knowledge that has to do with a particular field and jesus uses that specific word didaskelos to convey a message that the cause and the path that any disciple must take is the path of mastery that the cause that a servant must take is that of lordship now it is interesting because the word he uses them for uh lord is the word kyrios kyrios means one who is supreme in authority is referring to the supremacy of authority so he's conveying to us the journey that a servant must make a journey that a disciple must make so it is important that you be a disciple it is important that you be a servant because that is the starting point to mastery that is the starting point to authority so he says that one or of the objectives for being a disciple is mastery 
And one of the objectives of becoming a Lord is to become a servant. Which means that greatness can only be achieved through service. The question now becomes, how do you transition? How do you move? Because these are progressive outlines for, for life. If you are not a master, you are still a disciple, which means there has to be a master that you follow in the field to which you belong. And the connection between mastery and discipleship is the same word but used uh, in a different uh, conveyance. It's the same word from the, from the Greek word didaskilos. But in, in this, in this uh, setting, it, it is used differently. It is used as didasklia. Didasklia. Now, they change the, the suffix of the word. When you change the suffix of that word, it means something totally different. And I want to read it to you because it's important to what we are discussing. Second Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter three, verse sixteen. So, in order for you to become a great father, you must become a great son. So, there is an origin point. If you're going to be a good mother, you must be a good daughter. So there is an origin point to the objectivities that exist in life. So Jesus said it is enough. Which means you are not a disciple to be a disciple forever. The progression must culminate in you becoming that which you were becoming. A master. Let's look at verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. The, the, the holy documents, the graphe, has been given right by inspiration of god which means that these body of work these collections of written documents have been given to us by the inspiration of god and he says and is profitable Notice the script, notice the word doesn't say 
all scriptures. It doesn't say all scriptures. It says all scripture. Because it's talking about one document. So all scripture is given by inspiration. And remember what I said. Is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for didaskalia. Is profitable for didaskalia. Now this right here brings us into an understanding of the purpose of the giving of scripture. Notice he says, it is enough that a disciple be as his master and a servant as his Lord. It is enough. And then he says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God for the didaskalia. So it is profitable, advantageous for doctrine. Now the word that doctrine, many, when they use this word, they use it to imply teaching, right? That doctrine refers to teaching, learning. Now, it includes it, but the idea of doctrine is much more than teaching. Doctrine, didaskalia, refers to instruction. So he says, the disciple, for the disciple to be like his didaskalos, he needs didaskalia, he needs doctrine. So what makes the transition of a disciple into a master is proficiency in receiving and executing instruction. So right here, we see the purpose behind the giving of scripture. That God intends through the giving of scripture that those who handle, receive scripture become masters. Through the process of being indoctrinated. Now, you cannot be indoctrinated without the presence of a master. A master. So didaskalos, I mean uh, uh, didaskalia requires didaskalos, which means you cannot learn or receive doctrine from anyone other than a master. And this is why, my brothers and my sisters, there is deficiencies in the body of Christ today. Because the scripture that was given was meant to be handled by masters. Because how could we transition, move from discipleship 
from apprenticeship to mastery and this is this is in life this is in life without a master who has embodied that which we are being instructed in so he says we are not becoming masters because we are not learning from masters so when the scripture refers to Jesus as the master rabbi it means he, he has he has mastered his field he's the he has mastered life so when we say the master we are talking about the doctor the professor of life And only he is authorized to give out doctrine. So doctrine isn't just teaching, but doctrine is instruction or being instructed. And the scripture says that the, the scripture that are inspired by God are utility. Or resources of instruction and behind that instruction the idea behind that instruction is to reach mastery in life proficiency in life and the supremacy of authority you do not become an authority on a subject until you have mastered it What gives men authority in fields of science is the mastery they have acquired in that work. And God says that the goal of scripture is to make us not only disciples but to transition from discipleship to mastery in life. So the scriptures are tailored by the inspiration of God in such a way that we can be tutored into mastery. So he says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for instruction. Information that is instructive. Do you realize today in churches we are not being instructed but we are being entertained do you realize today when you go in church and sit down that there's very few or less instructing going on and very much entertaining going on why is that so because the masters are not in the pulpit So what qualifies a teacher, that's why the Bible talks about, if, if you read Ephesians chapter 3, that one of the ministry gifts of Christ is that of a, of a teacher, of a master. Who, who is a teacher? A teacher is a master, one who has mastered the body of knowledge, information in a field. So God's 
ID behind the institution of the church, of the body, of the gathering of the saints is that when you are gathered together under a ministry gift that you are instructed because it is only by instruction that you can reach mastery. It is only by instruction that you can reach lordship. So the question you need to ask yourself when you sit in a ministry, when you sit in a church, is am I being indoctrinated? Am I being instructed by or according to the scripture? Because if you are not being instructed, you can forget being a master in anything. In life, you can forget being a master in life. If you are not being instructed, you can forget entering the dimensions of authority. Because to reach Kyrios, you must learn how to follow instruction. Remember what wisdom says. If you read, <laughs> if you read uh, Proverbs chapter 6 and Proverbs chapter 3, the, the scripture tells us that, that, that to take a hold of instruction for it is thy life. Instruction, commandment. Life is not in suggestions. Life is not in opinions. Life is found in instruction, in commandments. The word of God is not a, a, a suggestive book. It is an instruction book. It is a commandment book. You, you need to understand the difference. Instructions and commands are different from opinions and suggestions. God says to those whom he has commissioned, instruct, teach the nations. That's what he says, teach the nations. The word there means to instruct them, to command them. Which means in order for God to make anything out of you, you must have learned proficiency in receiving and executing instruction. Which means you cannot become a master until you follow instruction. So the instructions that come as a collection of the breathing of the spirit upon the book is designed to make you a master. Why are many people still living as slaves, subservants in life? Is because they have not taken on the journey to mastery. Look at look at how many people in the world struggle financially? Look at how many people in the world struggle. And, and, and you ask yourself, is the problem money or is the problem their lack of mastery, of understanding the world of finance? It's all about mastery. And he says, it is profitable 
for mass uh, for instruction. Then he says for evidence, which is uh, a reproof. There, and then he says correction. The word there, correction, means to straighten up. It means to restore to an upright state. So when you are being corrected, you are being restored. Which means there is something that is deforming. There is something that is that is contorted. There is something that is out of shape, out of line. So he says the scripture is profitable for correction. These are the breathings of God. This is how God builds a man. This is how God raises a man. It is th through these tools. So he says doctrine, evidence, correction, and then he says for instruction, the, the word there is not uh, didaskalos. The word there is uh, paideia. Paideia means chastisement. It means nurturing. So he says for instruction in righteousness. Read verse 17. He says that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly accomplished accomplished unto all good works which means what makes a boy a man is instruction what makes a girl a woman is instruction what makes a, oh Lord a man a husband is instruction what, what turns a son into a father is instruction without doctrine there is no possibility of stature. You gain stature in life through how well the Bible says rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Rebuke a foolish man and you're wasting your time. Oh, he says if you correct a wise man he will increase in knowledge he will increase in learning which means correction instruction are the pathways to growth you never experience growth as a human being until you have learned to give yourself to instruction notice the structures or the infrastructures that God has set forth in life they are not structures or infrastructures of uh, uh, entertainment. These structures, these institutions that God has set in life, has set, he has set forth for the preservation and the advancement of his people. A husband has a wife, a wife has a husband. A son has a, 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 a sister. A sister has a brother. A son has a father. These are structures that are set in place in such a way and there are hierarchies in these structures. There are hierarchies in these structures. Here's a question. Can a father, can a son be greater than his father? No. 
No, he cannot be. Because whatever a father will do, a son will do, will forever be an extension of his father. So, there's a, an abandonment that has taken place to instruction, to doctrine. Doctrine is instruction. And doctrine is the resource by which men become masters. So the doctrine you receive will make you, will make you, hallelujah, So you need to realize that it is important, it is imperative that you be instructed by a master. Not just instructed by anyone, but by a master. Why? does the Bible call husband masters? There's a reason behind it. Is the reason I'm telling you. Is the obligation of mastery, the responsibility of, of mastery that is set forth because mastery sets forth the precedence of following generations. Who you follow is what you become. Is what you become. So the word God gave us a baseline. The baseline is the scriptures. So the greatest uh, didaskalos uh, they can ever be. I mean didaskalia they can ever be. The greatest master is the scriptures. The scriptures is the greatest master you can ever have. Because he says all scripture. Notice, he says all scripture. So the breath of God is the signatory or the signature of authority or the commissioning, authorization of the scriptures to, to, to become your master, your teacher. So he's telling you, the word of God is the master you require to become a master in life. So you must learn to become a disciple of the word of God. You must learn to become a servant of the word of God. If you're going to handle authority in life, if you're going to be a master in life, you must learn to come under the auspices, under the authority, under the mastership, under the apprenticeship of the word of God. So the ministries of Christ 
are institutionalized to deploy the word of God, to deploy the scriptures for instruction. Not for, in, there's no entertainment there. There's no make me feel nice. There's no make me feel good. Which means that many in the church are utilizing the scriptures are misusing the purpose of the scriptures. The Bible never said that the scripture has been given by inspiration of God for, for debates. No, read it. This is the four point, you can see that the four point purpose of the, the scripture. This is the apprenticeship, the university of God. He says doctrine. The first, and this is why he prioritizes doctrine because if you cannot learn, if you cannot receive doctrine, you fail. So the, 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 the ministries of Christ are commandment centers of God on earth. They are doctrine centers. They, they, should, they should be centralized around doctrine. Which means they should not suggest to you. Because the way of mastery is not through suggestion. It is absolute, instructive, according, according to the scripture, not according to the opinion or the preference of the minister, but according to the set precepts of scripture. Which means they are authorized and legalized to bring to you doctrines that perfect the man of God, that accomplish, furnish, dress the man of God. So when we teach, we must teach contextually. Why? Because we are not teaching for entertainment. We are teaching for doctrine. So every teaching should be a doctrine. An instruction. So when we teach on prayer, it is the instruction of the spirit. You must pray. Do, do you understand that? So the lack of growth, the deficiencies in the body of Christ are due to the, the recipients thinking that what is coming to them is, is mere suggestions or opinions or make me... No! Question, are you a disciple of Christ? Are you a servant of Christ? 
which means you must you must subs your whole life must be subscribed given to the apprenticeship of the scripture they are your life the scripture they are your life So if you ever wondered, God, why did God give us a Bible for doctrine, for instruction? How you handle the Word of God, how you relate with the Word of God is very important. There are preachers who only refer or study the word of God for a message, for a teaching, for a sermon. There are Christians who only read the word of God to appear spiritual. There are those who read the word of God so that they can show themselves to be able to quote the scripture. All mentioned are utilizing and misusing the scripture. The scriptures are given to us by God as a mastery tool. So God says to you, you want to be a master at life. You want to be a winner at life. You want to be great at life. You want to be Lord at life. Receive doctrine. Receive doctrine. So to be indoctrinated is to be instructed. We're talking about dominion. I'm talking to you about dominion. But I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to make you understand something. Let's go to, let's go to uh, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 2. I'm trying to make you understand something that Part of being a human being, part of being a man is acknowledging the development necessity and the progression required to go from phase A to phase B or phase A to phase Z. So many of us lose the the understanding or the, the significance and relevance of that concept as we grow. You must remember that you did not start out eating meat. You did not start out eating solids. There was a reason behind that. It was not because your mother and your father did not love you. <laughs> no, it had to do with the development of your, your organs, your body, your, your system could not handle solids because the systems have not developed 
to the point where they could handle it. So in the meantime, while the systems develop, you, you, you are given adaptogens in the form of milk. Why? Because that was palatable. Your, your digestive, the digestive enzymes were not built. The gastric acids were not yet built to the point where solids could be handled and your body could break down those solids into nutrients. So while you waited for the system to develop, you were given something else. In the meantime, and it is the same through the processes of life. And God understands that. So God in the scripture says, God created man in his image. And he told him, as, a, as we discussed last week, that he had to have dominion. That the purpose behind the creation of man, the primary purpose behind the creation of man is dominion. But Adam did not or was not born and or created and then boom the next day the fish of the sea the bird no he, he needed to learn he needed to develop so some of you now you look at yourself and you look at the deficiencies in your life those deficiencies are due to the lack of time appropriated for development in those areas. So many of you skip, or, or some of you were denied the privilege of growth in those areas. That's why you rush from being a child to being somebody's wife. the world are you going to be somebody's wife if you if you were not even a good child to your parents because you have not you, you you have tried to skip grades you will realize when you try to skip grades in life that you shouldn't really have skipped grades because you will find the challenges the circumference of that dimension much harder than you thought so you make life to be harder than what it really is. So we have complicated our lives, certain areas of our life due to the fact that we hurried, we hastened development. Why? Because it, it, the, the, the times, what's in fashion, the scripture says, be ye not conformed to this world. There's a reason why the scripture said, be ye not conformed to this world. Which means you don't look at your friend getting married and then you want to get married as well tomorrow. No. It's about understanding where you are in your development phase. Because marriage and dating is two different things. And it's only until you get married that you realize, my goodness, I should have remained single. I should have remained in that phase. Because you then realize that, why? Because you, you've gotten into 
a world where your deficiencies are exposed. You are not developed for this phase. You are not grown for this phase. So you are in that phase and all of a sudden, you don't know what to do. When you become a mother or a father or a husband and you have not developed because it's not only physical features that need to develop. No, it's the mental, psychological, emotional transitioning that needs to take place. And guess what? Many get into those phases of their lives and they realize, I do not have the strength, the stamina, the growth, the development, the maturity to function properly in this phase. Many do not admit it. That's why marriages fail. That's why they fail in life, in, 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 in certain areas of their lives. Why? Because the development required to successfully navigate through that phase of life, they did not come into it. You will not give a baby a gun, will you? Because a gun in the hand of a baby is dangerous. It's dangerous because there is no knowledge on how to utilize it. So the baby does not understand the safety precautions required. So to a baby, a gun is a plaything. And that's what has happened to many of us. We've been given things or we took things that we were not prepared for. There's a reason why you go to school for, three, for seven years to become a doctor. There's a reason why you go through years of residency for you to handle your own practice. There's a reason. The reason is, this is the amount of time minimum that you need to learn, master, articulate that field. But what happens to many of us is that because there is no master that we can reference, we go through life aimlessly. That kind of mentality is what has destroyed many. In life, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a phase, never accept anything you are not prepared for. Doesn't matter how good it looks. Because many people got married because it was favorable, the conditions were favorable to get out of your mother's house or to avoid something or uh, the, 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 the reasoning. If, if you sit down, sit down, sit down with your friend who, who has gotten to a certain level or a certain phase in there, ask them, how did you get here? Why did you do this? Why did you get married? 
Why did you study this thing? Why? Why? The excuse many people give for their misfortunes in life is God. But many times it's the lack of preparedness, the lack of development. So look at God. God incubated Adam. He created Adam for greatness, but he incubated him. He gave him dominion in creation over the earth, but he incubated him in a garden. Because even though he is born to rule, he is born for dominion, he must be indoctrinated in the way of dominion. So you need to learn that just because you are an heir of a promise does not automatically qualify you or entitle you to that promise. You need to submit to the development required. You cannot wake up and be a, that's a millionaire today and expect to be a millionaire forever. That's why people win lotteries today, the next year it's all gone because they, they, they've not become that which they are handling. That's why God never rushes success, never rushes greatness, never rushes authority. Ne why? Because there's a reason. Your deficiencies will be exposed by the dimensions you don't belong to yet. Get to where you are not ready for. It will expose you. Try playing in the Premier League just from playing in, in the back of your street. Because talent is not enough. Gifting is not enough. Is building the character in that gift, the character in that talent through doctrine. Doctrine from a master. Who is your master? Who is your master? Because apprenticeship is very vital for mastery. So the man created for dominion must be first incubated, must be first trained, tried. This is the processes of God in developing you. So it doesn't matter what field it is. Your purpose is dominion. 
Your purpose is mastery. Your purpose is is a uh, 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 lordship, but development is necessary. Development is necessary. Yes, because if the blessings come and you're underdeveloped, underprepared for them, they'll crush you, they'll kill you, and they'll become a curse to you. Remember, you are an heir of the promise but you have the responsibility of becoming what you have been promised the dream is real your desires are valid your aspirations are totally validated but remember the person who is dreaming and the person who live those dreams are two different people. You are not the dreams you will leave. No. That person is totally different. And this is what we, we don't realize. That Adam could not become the man God wanted him to be. In, in that incubation phase, he could not become, he could not transition. Jesus is everything God meant Adam to be. Santa Kapara Sahila. And that's why for all eternity, there will be these two men, the first and the last Adam, the first and the second Adam, comparisons of man's or God's specimen, the one who failed and the one who succeeded. Look at Jesus. He is born, but for 30 years, he does nothing. Look at Adam. He's created and he's busy. The announcement of Jesus was not, and I'm talking about the announcement of his ministry to the world. Right? The announcement of his birth was to a few people. The announcement of his ministry was to the world. But look at the time gap. Development. Mastery. When he comes on the scene, he's rabbi, he's master, he's lord. Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Not on the child, on the son. Because the child must become the son. What you are becoming now, what you have become, 
is a reflection of the apprenticeship you have committed to. I'm telling you now, if you don't understand the significance of this, you wonder why you struggle in marriage. You wonder why you struggle in your career. You wonder why you struggle in your finances. You wonder why you're struggling in life. The mastery of the scripture and the mastery and the discipleship of the man of God. Yes, the master and the disciple. You, 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 you cannot separate. You cannot separate. And at any point in time, you, you are operating in these fields. You are either a disciple or a master. Ask yourself, where are you? In, in, in your different arenas of life, different aspects of life, where are you? Uh, uh, where, in what area have you become a master? In what area? Because remember, doctrine, instruction glorifies a man. The doctrine of the scripture is, is a doctrine that lifts, that glorifies, that promotes. You can not tell me that it is, it is wrong for, for, for a man to be indoctrinated on how to love his wife, how to take care of his family. Do you see, you see, you see what I'm talking about? This is what I'm talking about. And the day you make the choice for the word of God to become your light, you will realize that this book breathed upon by God, this book is the one that will lead you to mastery. Is the one that will lead you to master. So the disciple must learn from the master until he is as his master. We too beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being changed from glory to glory. But the key word there is didaskalos. It is doctrine. Have you been indoctrinated for success, instructed for greatness and for dominion? Hallelujah. I hope this finds you well and you are blessed. See you guys on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the day.